Welcome, welcome to the Cardinal Adventures Quest for the Frozen Flame actual play. Unfortunately, we have one player having to sit out due to some family emergencies. So, with that, in the previous episode, past the funny number, our party was besieged or raided upon by the Burning Mammoth while attempting to finish up and conduct the the green moons uh, the green yeah ceremony of the green moon uh which uh is the spring equinox and in, in the middle of that ceremony after Pacano had a, a little bit of a hissy fit after not being named a mammoth lord and being disappointed um a raid of the burning Mam uh, the burning mammoth raided the gathering of the broken tusk I'm just going to do a quick head count here. I believe it was 11 members. 10. 10 were lost, and Grandfather Iowa knocked unconscious and almost dying in that encounter. And at the end, Whippa giving birth to triplets in the middle of battle. Quite the event indeed. But with that, that's where we're going to go ahead and pick up is the aftermath of this encounter. All right, as the screams have come down to a low roar as people, you can still hear people mourning and crying as they, as they, uh, as they begin to mourn over their fallen. Um, and Grandfather Iowa quickly taken away uh, to a safer location as you guys begin to make your way back to the camp. Go ahead and move you guys back to there, and I'll go ahead and brighten things up uh, in terms of the, the day. So, the following morning slowly comes, and it could not come faster as everyone's taking, taking, um, taking account for the belongings of others and trying to, again, sleep through the night because most people are having a hard time even doing that. The following morning, I would like uh, Ardina to make a perception check. Or actually, no, this is during the night as you sleep. Make a perception check as you sleep. Ooh, well, that's an eight. Uh, that'd be an 11. A whole 11, okay. As you are sleeping uh, before the morning comes, you, um, you hear and feel a stomping of hooves heavier than most of the animals you've ever encountered in your life. As a... Uh, you feel like something is rushing towards you and stampeding towards you. Definitely wake up and get up quick. As you get up, it's about two in the morning. As uh, you wake up in a somewhat cold sweat, like you aren't drenched, but you wake up in a somewhat cold sweat. What kind of, like, where, where would you store, would you have your bones in like a little pouch or like would they just be on like draped over your staff or... 
Uh, I'd have um, the more important ones on my clothing, hanging from my belt, uh, some of the minor ones and pouches, but definitely his most important would be hanging on chest pieces on his armor and off his belt. Okay. You feel like your most of your some most of the bones on your like chest garment are like your raiment, I guess I would call it. You, you hear them start to like kind of like like they kind of vibrate and like clatter amongst one another. What would you do? Uh, feeling like uh, he's getting something from the ancestors. He has one necklace in particular that is a breastplate from an ancestor. He would grab it and a nervous habit of his rubbing his thumb across it uh, as he would look around looking for a sign that he, he feels is trying to be given to him. And as you do, which ancestor is it that gave you that chess piece? Do you recall? Great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. As you look off to your right, you you see a body. You see like mostly a ghostly, like it's a, basically it's a, it's a ghost figure. Um, but basically everything except the head is just kind of like blurred. Like, you know, it doesn't really have like a fully figured form. But you see the the head of your grandfather as he looks over and gives you kind of like a, a sideways smile. Saint your friend. Hearing that, he would definitely look towards the sound of the, the rumbling on the ground, curious what his uh, ancestors would send his way. He says, well, go on. Look outside. He'd go ahead and look outside. And as you uh, look back to see your grandfather, it seems that his, his uh, visitation was only temporary. But as you look out of the tent... You see a twin-horned woolly rhino, a rhino covered in wool, or like basically a thick fur. Uh, and it even, uh, the picture we have has barding, but this is your woolly rhino does not have barding at this time. Um, and, yet. Uh, y- yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah, I would say yet. You, are, you can pretty much craft anything. Yeah. Yet. Um, <laughs> so, and he is large and in charge. He's a big boy. As uh, he makes his way over to you, Breaker, as um, you can feel instead, like it, like instead of it speaking, like you're the the um, your grandfather's necklace speaking to you, you can almost feel the word Breaker in your mind, like you almost uh, innately know the name of the creature as it approaches you. Like every branch he steps on is the sound of a breaking bone rather than wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As the creature is about 150 feet away from camp, do you approach it? Like I said, because most people are sleeping at this time. Yeah, fair. He'd go to it rather than it accidentally step on someone. We have enough dead. We have enough dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't add to that. What's one Let's, more? Yeah, exactly. What's one more? <laughs> it was already past the funny number, Ardina. <laughs> what are you doing? Definitely walking out to it. Uh, he he would have a good pace, and as he got closer, he would slow down a little bit, and the hand's not rubbing the necklace. He would have stretched out uh, towards it in a neutral manner. Uh, hoping that Ardina doesn't have the same issue that Niall does and get his eyes pecked out by a rhino. <laughs> yeah, it'd be very painful pecking from a rhino. Uh, as it uh, slowly approaches you, 
you know, it kind of gives you a, you see the, see the cold air come out of its nostrils and, uh, go ahead and make me a nature check or another check. If you can, if you can give me a, a decent reasoning, cause I know wisdom checks are not your forte. No, they are not. Uh, however, occulting or hunting lore. I'll allow hunting. Well, uh, uh, still not great. I can't. I can't save you from low rolls. I can only give you <laughs> a better chance. That's I mean, all it, I can do. It's definitely better. It's a 13. Yeah, so 13's, it, you know, 13's fine. It's better. You sure yeah. about Ardina not getting pecked out? <laughs> <laughs> As uh, it'll approach you, and it takes you about... I'd say probably a solid three minutes before like it, uh, it slowly feels comfortable enough to approach you and like you have to be patient, but it finally seems to, um, take interest in you. Yeah. He'd, uh, reach out and as he's petting it, um, silently thinking his ancestors would, he would look to it and say, breaker is your name. And together many burning mammoths, Will be broken. And it uh, go, <laughs> and just kind of does the forward head nod thing at horses and other you know, large sized creatures like that too. And I can I can honestly see Ardina being like, "Wait, I've got a bone for this," and picking out like a bone that works as a comb and just starts like uh, combing its woolly fur. <laughs> and you can tell it needs it. It's traveled from what you could tell probably pretty far away probably not native to this area um yeah well, I say it's native to the to this region of the world yeah but you can tell it probably abandoned the others it was with just to come over here to you um cuz most of its fur you can tell hasn't probably been kempt in days yeah he'd start brushing it and talking to it saying things like uh now you're part of our herd. Together, keep each other safe. Keep each other fed. And anything that tries to stop that, well, we'll make sure they can't hurt anybody else. As it, as it uh, appreciates the, the love and the combing. I guess uh, the only... Uh, well, Ardina doesn't have any uh, <laughs> feed for uh, an animal like this, but... He'd probably just keep taking care of it, and uh, when Niall wakes up, he'd definitely ask, uh, talk to Niall about it, since he's more nature-bound, uh, if he knows if the rhino needs anything in particular. Mm-hmm. And as you're, as you're getting acclimated with your new rhino, um, you see Siren approach. Uh, he, he stays like a solid 30 feet back, just because he's not really <laughs> sure about that. He's like, hey... Um, he goes, I'm gonna go take a walk. He goes, Don't worry, I'll be I'll be back before nightfall tomorrow. He goes, I got some things on my mind. Of course, I understand. Last night was difficult. He goes, tell the others I'll be safe. I will. As Siren goes for his nightcap. And with that, um, Niall, give me a perception check. Okay. As you're resting, as you feel, perhaps, 
Um, 13. 13, I'll accept it. You can choose to wake up um, to the feeling of a new uh, animal being added to the herd as like, I would I would say from like a druidic perspective, you would probably have like a sense of the energy of your herd. Mm. And so you're feeling some sort of new energy coming into that circle. Mm-hmm. You, um, you feel something large and in charge just that, yes, absolutely. seemingly getting too close for comfort for mm. him personally. Yeah, yeah. Bauka. So you can feel the presence of our new companion. So as you en- exit your tent, uh, in, in the distance, about probably eighty feet or so, you can see, uh, you can see Ardina and uh, her uh, his Ren Breaker. Uh, Nile would seize up a little bit seeing Ardina with uh, unexpected. Are, are you mounted on it at this time, or are you just or are you just combing it? I think he'd still be combing it. He he'd probably wait a little bit to mount, make sure that he's. Fed. I mean, he just had a long travel. Oh, I mean, sure, sure, it, sure. It, it sucked to get off a plane to go see family from out of town. The first thing you do is, hey, so we got some chores for you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some things you need to do. Yeah. Wow, exactly. cool. I right. feel like you're reliving times we visit my family. Uh, <laughs> what's yeah. that? What do I want to do? Power wash your house after getting off a plane? Sure. Oh. <laughs> Roots. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> Sorry about that now. Go ahead. Yeah, you'd see uh, him be quite surprised that the wind put Wooly Rhino with Ardina far off in the distance, but he'd kind of see how close he was and walk up tentatively. And as soon as he's maybe 30 feet or so, he'd ask out, You made a new friend? Indeed. Breaker is his name. Right. That's My ancestors a... <laughs> sent him to help us in these dark times. Well, he certainly looks like he could live up to the name. Oh, I plan to put the name to the test when next we meet the Burning Mammoths. Of course. I'm sure it'll make good use of that. Have you cared for an animal of this size before? I've helped with some of the herding for our tribe, but none of this animal. Well, I'd be more than happy to try to help you get him settled in now, see whatever he needs. I would greatly appreciate. The last thing I wish to do is to burden him further. Okay. Make a nature check for me now. Uh... (laughs) And the first dice to go into the dice jail. We're not panicking <laughs> at all. <laughs> Nature's pretty good, so it might not be that bad. It's a f- 12. That's fine. Like I say, just, a basic check was like 8. As long as you didn't roll like a 3 or something, you'd be fine. <laughs> I did roll a 3. My nature is just good. <laughs> <laughs> as a... Uh, no, I mean like the... No, I was saying your nature's good, and that's what, that's what got, got you through it. Um, so uh, you can assist in terms of like knowing what the you would be able to explain to Ardina. Um, unlike most animals of this size, Rhino prefers this diet and blah, blah, blah. So you're able to communicate that to Ardina effectively, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to tell him the right information. <laughs> so He um, would definitely pass all of that on. He'd still be pretty tense being around a big animal. Sure, because but... other animals haven't pummeled you recently. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. <laughs> so... Uh, with that, uh, like I said, you can wake up um, a hard drum if you'd like. Sure. Because um, I say, probably by now it's probably about four or five in the morning, not too much later than you guys are used to waking up. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because you 
guys are of the primitive variety. Mm-hmm. After maybe after giving a little bit of information to Ardina, he'd go back and check out Hard Germ how she how they're doing. You just imagine pulling Hard Germ out of the ground like a mandrake. <laughs> <laughs> I just plotted it. I just see a pigment branch with a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> There's hard germ. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> he would um, potentially rouse them and say, "Morning's here. How are you doing?" What time? A little before sunrise. <sighs> Why am I late? Ardina has a new friend. I believe he might like you to get acquainted with. Kind of see them grimmins for a second, like, oh god, or Dina's a friend, what is it? Mm-hmm. What in the hell could that be? <laughs> okay. And he'd walk with them back out. And not even a few seconds later, especially with the sun about to come up. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of BMNT before morning nautical twilight. Basically, mm-hmm. the reason you can see before the sun rises is because the the sun is reflecting the light off of the ocean. That's actually why you can see in the morning. So I didn't know that was the name for it. Wow. Before morning nautical twilight. <laughs> Very B- cool. BMNT. Hooray for sailing. Uh, <laughs> so, um, like that. So, you, with even though the sun hasn't risen yet, you can still have enough light to see this massive rhino, uh, especially added with the probably the torchlight around. Um, you can see the massive mammoth. Or the massive, uh, yeah, woolly mammoth. Uh, woolly rhino. rhino. Woolly rhino. rhino. Sorry, yeah. woolly rhino. <laughs> mammoth tusk, mammoth lords, mammoth this. Sorry. And now we have a rhino. <laughs> I know, right? Woolly mammoth, woolly rhino. <laughs> Throwing it all up. That. Hard germ would definitely see that, and without any hesitation, would definitely just run up. <laughs> now would be trying after to hug it, or what you trying to do? Running up just to look at it, man. Yeah, now, okay. now would keep pace to make sure she's not, they're not about to like uh, charge it or something <laughs> weird. Challenge it to a wrestling yes. match. Yeah, you won't. <laughs> you won't. You won't. <laughs> yeah. Hard germ would definitely run up and probably like look at Ardina for a second and then look at it. Poke its leg. <laughs> it's furry. <laughs> I see Ardina like seeing her come over, looking at a breaker and saying, I know she looks like food, but she's not. Ah. I said not. None of us are food. We'll find Breaker the right food, and I'm sure Breaker doesn't want to... As a hard germ, like, as a... Make a reflex save hard germ. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, let me. Even when I roll bad, it's okay. <laughs> Tonight's roll is not great. Uh, that's a fail. As <sighs> you feel the like the side of the 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 one of the horns like nudge you about like six inches off of the side as it nudges you back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little skid mark on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You're like whoa. As you can feel the weight of the woolly rhino push you to the side, as uh. Niall put, put, puts out basically can explain that's how that's how the rhino pokes that's how breaker pokes so be be nice oh be nice should go back up to its leg and you know pat it yeah you go up with her show her kind of a nice way of just presenting yourself to it so you're not threatening yeah and it, 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 it acknowledges it and kind of gives you a nod 
So do you want to do you want to explain that? Do you do you relate to the group that Siren's not going to be around for a while? Yeah, uh, he let him know that Siren said he's going to go on a little walkabout, um, but he'll show up before tomorrow night. Mm. Uh, probably needed to you know clear his head a little bit. No doubt. After last night, it was uh, a hard night for everyone. I think. Right now, I think it'd be better for us to stay together, but I can respect his choice. With his skills, he can easily survive. All right. And with that, um, as let's do a thing. Oh, yes. Uh, you're all awake. Good. Um, then Grandfather Iowa wishes to see. Oh, where's, where's Siren? On a walkabout. Um, all righty. Uh, Grandfather Iowa wishes to see the three of you then, please. If, should you be able to make the time? Yeah, of course. Can we know what this is about? Um, best not to discuss in public. Of course. Why? I'm sure it's a sensitive matter, maybe related to what we all just went through. So let's go meet him as soon as possible. You are like watching as Hardrum's following and is like literally trying to think about what just happened that everybody would not want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Did we all not just suffer a near death experience? <laughs> like, wait, what? Aid Intelligence, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Aid Intelligence. Mm -hmm. uh, you see mourners on the way, like basically there's mourners on the outside of the tent kind of forming like a... Uh, an aisle for you guys to walk past him before you make yourself make way into the tent. And they all say as you pass, by Fandara's blood you were born, into Blood Mother's womb you must return. And uh, Argakoa, the song singer, is by Iwa's side, repeating the chant quietly as you guys enter Grandfather Iwa's tent. She lowers her voice so Iowa can speak. Young tusks, whispers the dying man, his deeply lined face and wavering voice so brittle and ancient. It's time I told you the rest of the legend of the primordial flame. I have already told song singer Argakoa. Her mind is like soft wood. She carves my ramblings into stories so she can help you on your quest. <clears throat> he takes a deep, ragged breath. When I am gone, Argakoa gently places her strong hand on Iwa's shoulder. The old man tells his tales, his tale in halting gasp. My mother's Sidke. She and the others, the ones who would become the first broken tusks. They took the flame back to the Red Cat Cave. East of here, they hid it inside under the protection of a noble beast named Siarstek. Every year thereafter, we would go make sure it was safe. But <coughs> it was not. A handful of winters later, it was gone. My mother saw it with her own eyes. The terrible, tormented spirit of Siarstik 
the empty dais where the flame once rested. Siarstik's enraged spirit attacked her, and she fled with the other tusks. Since then, we had never returned. He lets out a sickening cough. <laughs> Go there. We do not know who took the flame, but Siarstik, angry as he is, might still remember. Calm his spirit and find that flame. We have waited far too long. It is time for us to use the primordial flame to reunite our two people and end this brutal tribal conflict. Exhausted from the effort, Iwa falls unconscious. His breathing ceases not too many moments later. Uh, Argakoa puts his hand, puts her hand on his chest and then on his neck. You know, just doing your typical medical check. And she looks up to the three of you and slowly kind of nods her head. As you know, Grandfather Iowa was not only wounded in the battle, but unfortunately passed as that one of the four Mammoth Lords is now gone. Can, can we make sure she didn't roll medical check yeah. like we have been today? She may have gotten it wrong. He may be alive. <laughs> uh, no, it's a nat three. She, he dead. Uh, <laughs> he very dead. He did. Letsua opens the entrance to the tent. He goes, ah, his final moments well spent with you. Well, I wish Siren were here, but we also feel Siren would be up for the task. We would like for you all, especially now that, now that, um, uh, now that Whippa has given birth, and uh, he goes, and I'm, uh, he goes, yeah, and I'm the only remaining living mammoth lord, and I'm well into my days as well. Um, we need new leaders for the tribe. And we'd like the four of you to step up and take that position and that mantle of leadership. Is that something you all would be able and willing to do? Ardina would look to him and say, I have been prepared to be a bone keeper and advisor to leadership. But should I be needed, I will take the task. Well, you can appoint one leader among the four of you. If you prefer advising leadership, that's fine. As a uh, hard germ raises their <laughs> rooted hair. <laughs> yes, what is it, hard germ? I was just electing myself. Oh, all right then. <laughs> he doesn't know how to respond. And then what about you, Niall? Are you up for the task of leading your people? Are you sure we're ready to take on this? No, but no one ever is. That was a quick... You were right. No, no, you're not. You're not. No, he goes, no one is ever really ready. You feel hard, Germ, like, kind of hit you a little bit? I am. I'm literally the best. 
We'll discuss the logistics of leadership another time, he says with a placating hand on Archer. But after last night, I believe you're right, it is necessary. Yes. And, um, assuming Siren will be back later, do you know of, of his whereabouts at all? Or when he'll be back? He's supposed to return that, like, tonight, late tonight. Yeah. Uh, he said you should return by tonight. Late tonight. Good. Then, uh, I'll, uh, let, tell him the offer stands, and should he accept it to come see me so that we can begin preparations. It is a sad day today, and being that he's a mammoth lord, we will cremate him. Unlike we usually do for all the others, but he is a mammoth lord. The others will unfortunately just have to pass as normal, just because we do not have... The primordial flamen cannot waste the resources. Not that anyone here is a waste, but... We need everything we can get right now, especially with such a grievous loss to the tribe. And, um, unfortunately, we don't have too much time to mourn the dead. Come the, the ceremony for Grandfather Iowa and the rest will be tonight. And in the morning, because of the extending circumstances we have to begin traveling now or tomorrow now as in tomorrow instead of a few days from today i look forward to seeing you all in the morrow and uh that'll be all as uh he lets you all exit the tent as they begin preparing grandfather i was body for cremation as it is a unfortunately somber start, but hopefully, with some travel and such, things can look up from here. Uh, is there anything you guys want to do during the day before the ceremony begins? Um, since I know that we will be leaving soon and we may have to leave the tribe, Ardina's going to work hard to finish those alarm scrolls that he was making uh, so that he can leave them with the tribe when they leave. Uh, that's fine. Like I said, uh, with the uh, some of the materials you guys got from the, um, from the, what was it? The uh, some of the bones and things you got from the burning mammoths you guys looted and all that. That's fine. So you make scrolls out of bone dust and other weird, um, weird uh, materials. Uh, so <laughs> where'd you get this fine leather and why does it have a smile? <laughs> oh God. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. As, uh, let me see. Because you have some like feathers from the ravens and all sorts of yeah. neat stuff. So you make some scrolls of alarm. Yes. Which, uh, I had started the process. I think it was about halfway through. About halfway through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and how many scrolls are we making? I was doing the four. Doing the four scrolls. Okay, so it'll be 16. So, like I said, pay the eight gold worth um, out of your materials, which you, sh which you should have. If not, I know you have eight gold worth of materials. As a group, as a collective, yeah. I know you guys do. Um, so go ahead and add those scrolls to your inventory. All right. Wonderful. Was I working on those with you, or was that? Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you were assisting. Yeah, you yeah. were assisting, yeah. 
right. that will help them along with that process okay. then. Anything else that, uh, or is anything uh, hard germs during the day other than flexing, mad <laughs> flexing? Hard germ would um, definitely go about maybe doing some foraging, trying to gather supplies since she, since they understand that they're going to be moving, so they need more food yeah, and there, resources. There, you could join the group because there's definitely going to be a group of of um, uh, broken tusks going out looking for foraging because they know that like everyone is aware that the plan is to unfortunately have to leave the next day instead of chill for a bit. Um, so you could you could join those broken tusk members. Go ahead and make a. Uh, you could do perception or you could do survival or perception. If you're doing perception, you're kind of like pointing it out and helping them or survival, you're kind of leading the pack. Um, so up to you. Perception's better, but I'm like, mm, she's thinking of herself as a leader. So <laughs> I gotta lead, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. 12. That's fine. It's a basic check of 10. Um, as you... Uh, you're like, yeah, we're this way as you're like kind of leading them. Uh, you, you doubt yourself for a bit, but um, you do stumble on some pretty good uh, haul in terms of resources. So you're like, okay, yeah, <clears throat> internal victory as, <laughs> as you uh, succeed and find those, uh, let me see, find some rations and such. Would that take? Um, sorry, not to distract, but no, uh, no, the crafting the skulls would that take the whole time, or is there more time to do stuff? No, there's more time to do stuff. Okay. The other thing now I would want to do is check on Whippa and the babies and see how they're doing. Sure. As uh, you enter Whippa's tent, or there's there's someone outside, but they see who it is. They they see that Nile, and uh, and they uh, they allow you in. They they don't even question because they everyone's. By now, everyone's kind of heard the news and that you guys are the uh, soon-to-be mammoth lords of the tribe. Mm -hmm. So mammoth lords in training. So they allow you in. And you see Wepa, who is in a... um, She looks as comfortable as she could be after giving triplets, Mm -hmm. um, giving Mm -hmm. birth to triplets. And you uh, you see two... Uh, assistance in there, mm-hmm. like helping her uh, with whatever she needs. And she goes, Oh, Niall, how are you? She seems somewhat short of breath. Thank you for your concern, but I came with the same reasoning. I wanted to see how you had been doing after everything that's been happening. That's well. She was uh, slightly stressed, but I think everyone is, and... Uh, yeah, all things considered, doing very well. That's good to hear. How is the health of your babies? And like I said, you can see them off to the side, and uh, they're being they're being cared for. They seem healthy, um, and no one's missing limbs or anything like that. So everything's good. He'd be happy to see that they're doing well, and then he'd turn back to Whippa and say, "We're." Planning to take the lead on finding the primordial torch. It's a lot of responsibility to take on. I, I heard, and I'm very proud of you all for not backing down. It's not a small ask, especially as young as some of you are. Shows uh, most people are about mid-age before they're asked, but, you know, desperate times. 
I suppose that is what we are in right now. Mm. But I also wanted to say I appreciate all the training you had given us and the help along the way. I hope that we can do right by you and he looks to the babies and say the future of our tribe. The fact that you accepted the request already tells me that you're ready and I'm very thankful that my training was able to help you establish some of that confidence. Obviously the rest of it comes from you but I'm happy to have helped. Alright. Okay. Alright, with that uh, Nile makes his exit and as the uh, the evening comes so does the um, excuse me so does the ceremony for Grandfather Iwan. As oh, not that dark. Oh my goodness. Sorry about that. Sheesh. It's nighttime now. Nighttime, bitch. As everyone is gathered and a pyre is set, enough wood was collected thanks to the help of Hard Germ to actually make for a cremation for everyone instead of just the Mammoth Lord. Although, like, he has a raised pyre compared to everyone else. As the song singer, uh, Argakoa, uh, comes to set the stage and they actually carry uh, Whippa out there who has, um, who wants to also witness the event. Everyone gathers around and Letsua. Today is a unfortunate day. But such a fortunate day. We have lost one. And as you see Siren actually come off the side, you know, come out of the you see him walk into view of the camera, if there's sort of as uh, he joins the three of you. Yes. Oh, I almost thought I was going to be late for that. As, um, we've lost one. We've lost 11 alongside of a mammoth lord, a longtime leader, Grandfather Iowa. But we've gained four. Life giveth and life taketh. Mourn while you can see them. But tomorrow we must leave. Take their memories and anything else that you've tied yourself with them or that you've tied yourself to through your experiences with them. Take those things with you, but leave the rest to the earth. Does anyone want to say anything? It's okay if you don't. I'm trying to remember what what house was he in charge of? Falcon. Okay, and you were Falcon, or mm. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I muskox. Yeah, because I think you and I were both muskox. Yeah, the hunters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Siren was too, because he was a hunter with us. He was a hunter. 
Oh, I was a falcon house. Okay. <laughs> so Someone has something they could say. Uh, Spotlight. You, you don't have to say it in character. It's up, it's up to you. I think now would be just a little overwhelmed seeing all the death right now that he's not in the mood to make not a speech. In the mental, he's not in the mental space. Not That's exactly. Fine. That's fine. As uh, he says, and he'll look around and he goes, Fair enough. This is all very sudden, and that is all right. He goes, if you ever do want to, if you ever wish to speak to the people or say a eulogy in post, that is okay, too. As you see him, he goes, and we'll go ahead and begin the burning. As you see him take the torch he has in his hand, slowly turn and begin lighting the literal pile, unfortunately of pyre or and begin to set uh, flame to the pyre that's been prepared and it takes about three <laughs> or four minutes to catch a good flame because it's one very cold outside and this is an old school pyre it's not gasoline so uh, it takes a few minutes but it finally gets hot enough to actually start burning the bodies it does not smell the greatest um, but um, once once a fire that large starts going it doesn't the the stench doesn't stay around too long because there's way more wood than there is bodies. Um, so everyone kind of sits around and as the camera kind of pans in front of the eyes of the heroes, the faces of the heroes, you can see the reflection of the fire in their eyes as a new fire in the pyres and the characters has been lit. They're now leaders of the Broken Tusk. Future, well, the future leaders and technically leaders now. As we're going to begin, exploration. Snaps. Snap. Snap, crackle, pop. You guys can refer to the TV for the map. Um, but I will go ahead and take off sight needed for this map so you guys can see it on there if you want to as well. Token vision not required. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. If only you could rotate it. <clears throat> yeah, we'll just go one section at a time. I'll kind of try to somewhat center the... Uh... Yeah, we're, we're not that fast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you guys aren't making it across in one day. I'll no, tell you that. Right. No. Or one no. session. Let me tell you that. No. Uh, so, uh, here we go. Be right back. I need to grab the uh, Game Master's Guide. Actually, there is something that I wanted. Your, yes, okay. So what we're going to do is you are an occult or an arcane? You are occult-based. Occult, yeah. Okay, especially with occult, this makes super cool sense. So what you're going to be able to do here is go ahead and make me... Um, what lores do you have and what's your occult check? Uh, I have hunting lore... And I could have sworn I had more lores. Give me one second. Yeah, the only lore I have right now that shows up is uh, hunting. Um, I'm just double checking because I could have sworn I had uh, lore crafting and I specifically chose bone, but I may have uh, changed before we started. That's uh, fine. No, I'll, I'll give you... Um occult for this <clears throat> so 
I have yet to write out the spell, but I know how I want it to work. So as the fires die out, um, what you can do is uh, you kind of hear or you can kind of feel presence, like some sort of magical, like you can kind of like detect, like, like detect magic, uh, but you can like feel the spirit of uh, the people, but not in the same way as if you were with them in the present. Um, kind of like the same feeling you got when you grabbed the necklace on your chest. Um, but you can feel that with Grandfather Iowa, and you would know the names of all the people that have fallen because it's a small tribe. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to generate those names right now. Uh, <laughs> the other 11 that have fallen, uh, you would know their names, and you can feel their presence. You can, And after they burn, it's almost like looking at a, a force ghost from Star Wars. You can almost like see an apparition of them. It's so faded. Like it's like, you know what opacity is? Like, yeah, yeah it's like a 10% opacity. Like oh, a okay. very, very, very thin veil. And you can like see them as they're all, they all look calm and accepting of their fate as they all look at you. As some of the people, some of the people still stay around. Some people are mourning and, you know, sometimes you'll see them look around at the person that's mourning for them, but they immediately kind of look back to you. It's kind of like a, a sixth sense I see dead people kind of thing. Okay. It's very trippy. Like the first, because like this is the first time it's happening to you. As like I say, you can feel the dead looking at you. And um, you, uh, as you kind of like naturally go to detect magic, you can feel where all their bone dust is mixed in with the ash. And so do you gather up that ash for each of them? Yeah. Okay. So you need like a decently large sack, but you know, if you don't have, if you didn't have one on you, you go find one and you kind of, kind of go to collect them. And at first people are very questionable, a questioning of like, you know, what the hell is he doing? As you see, let's do a, um, let it, let let him be let him be as some people because this again this is very out of tradition um uh, for most people as they're just used to the ashes laying there and the wind naturally picking them up and taking them into the breeze and as you gather them make a occultism check ooh come on if there's a good roll tonight oh that's a natural 19 uh, so with a cult that takes me up to twenty-seven. Critical success. DC was seventeen. Ooh. So critical <laughs> success. As you make your way off to the side, you go back to your tent, and you just you feel this this like I said, you feel this uh ability to like channel something like you're not sure what it was what it is. But as you go to like normally cast a spell, you feel like some sort of, you know, you don't know what to say. It's just a feeling you get. And like, you feel like I should attempt to cast something or make the same motions as if, as if I was going to cast something. It takes you around an hour. But as you just kind of meditate with the bones and kind of put out an occult, like, an energy towards them. You try to reciprocate the energy that you feel from them. Um, 
you go into somewhat of a trance as um, this large pile of, and you can feel the the um, like I said those like those ghost those spirit apparitions around you as you go into a tr- and as you go into this trance you actually see them as if they were standing there with you they don't say anything they just stare at you and they seem at they seem at peace and they almost seem happy and this trance lasts for about an hour and as you come out of this trance you kind of huh and you kind of realize you went into a deep meditative state as you come back you see a pile of bones as you reapparated the bones from a dust dang yeah mm-hmm. so you have the ability I'm not sure what to call this spell yet, but essentially what you can do is should you, should an animal be, you know, destroyed or a creature destroyed or anything like that, you can reanimate the bones from them. So, or if they're long dead, even if they're long dead, uh, depending on how long, obviously, but generally speaking, if it's a, if it's a dead thing that's been long past, you can attempt to bring it back into its bones so that you can use it for crafting and such. Wow. that. Yeah. So out of character, you just made monster parts out of your old old tribe members. Oh, no. It's like repair kit, <laughs> except it's bones. Yeah. But it's bones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, the thought of a bone from Wicca being used to slaughter mammoth lords kind of sounds like a plan, right? Sounds pretty yeah. rad, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not, he's not going to use them for that, but uh, he would definitely keep the bones for guidance uh, as he does with his own ancestors' bones because they're his tribe. And so that that's the, the way of the bone keeper. Awesome. So like I said, you can um, later on when you are a uh, expert in occultism, which will be not expert in occultism, sorry, expert caster, which is level seven, uh, you will be able to shape the bones as well. Very nice. Not something you can do yet, but you'll be able to shape the bone. Very nice. So, uh, let me see. Let me write that down before I forget again. So, let me see. (laughs) Uh, Bone ritual. I'm trying to think of a a clever name. I'll think of something cool eventually. Um, All right. And with that, uh, like I said, you now have, you have a few more. You have definitely more than a few more monster parts available. Like I said, whatever you'd like to do with those bones you, is up to you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but with that, Siren um, will come up to uh, Nile and Hard Jeremy. Goes, Cause I didn't, uh, I didn't miss anything too important, did I? Yes, I, uh, I was here for the ritual, so that didn't count. Yeah, you made it in time for that important event. Um, there was a moment of us talking about reclaiming the primordial flame and trying to reunite our tribes mm-hmm. to rebuild off of the damage of everything that's been happening and trying to, you know, get our consent to 
lead the tribe in that regard, so I'm not sure if anybody's talked to you about that yet. Oh, you guys will make great leaders. I'm not sure. I'm sure of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, well, I'm the leader. Well, that's, that's still... Not, that's, that's not surprising. That's still up for debate, I mean, honestly. <laughs> but, no, you were actually also involved in this conversation. We wanted... As you see, his eyebrows raised, like, what? <laughs> you are a part of our team. You have been helped us prepare for the the celebration of the green moon. Mm? Yes. Yes. Mm? Um, green moon ceremony, same thing. Something like that. <laughs> uh, and you're hopefully going to be along for this journey with us if you choose to accept. Well, I got nothing better to do. No, I'm kidding. Of course I'll accept. That's good. We're happy to have you along. You're an invaluable part of our team, and we could really use the help, especially after losing so many important people. I understand. Because leading's not really my thing, but I'll do what I can, and I'll offer assistance where I can as well. Well, we have a self-elected leader, so... Oh, not surprising. (laughs) You can't wrestle everything down. You know that, right, Hardrim? Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. And do you, yes. Do you, uh, do you tell him to go inform Letsua? Uh, yes, I would tell him to go talk to Letsua, just kind of let him know that he's on the same page. Okay. But and you, he will go do that. But you can actually wrestle everything. I mean... No, yes, so you're, you're, you're in the but not, not really. Always the best option. <laughs> I'm not sure Alkin would have approved. She says that all of a sudden she hears a snort as freaking breakers right behind her. Like, <laughs> test me. Try uh, me. Yeah, definitely the mention of Alkin pauses them for a minute. Like, you humbled your leshy for a second. <laughs> I got him to think. Hashtag humbled. All right. And that concludes that evening, which is the. I have this written in here. Essentially, the way exploration works is because you guys don't have a movement speed as a group, everyone in the group, of 30 to 40 feet, uh, you can only do one exploration activity per day. Um, So generally speaking, that's going to come down to travel and reconnoitre. You guys do not need to fortify the camp, map the area, or forage because you guys are traveling in a tribe unit you would only need to do that if you're traveling with just your group Uh, so no individual activities are necessary for this which saves a lot of time to be honest because i quickly go over like okay don't need that (laughs) Um, all we need to do is fortify the camp and then you don't need to do any of that so we're good i'm just glad i finally rolled well (laughs) (laughs) like the first good roll of the night honestly load rolls we're like well well siren's gonna come back and we're dead and he's gonna have new party members and like i said that's the one rule i'm like come on come on at least give me this one the important one exactly well also making sure breaker wouldn't pummel you was also an important role yeah yeah that that was that was that was a good one make sure uh our leshy didn't become a light snack for a rhino Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) they would have been fine (laughs) <laughs> Probably you're tankiest one out of everybody. I'd be fine. He won't eat me. I'm a plant. Oh wait, it eat plants. Oh, wait. oh no. <laughs> I'm not as tasty though. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Hmm. You're like old jerky to it. Yeah. 
It's all Rudy. <laughs> Just making sure. Just whenever we face uh, dire beavers, you gotta worry. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> dire beavers, my greatest enemy next to uh, fire. Right. Oh no. <laughs> oh god, it's the rabid lum- lumberjacks. Run, Harger, run. And you put little kids to bed, you tell them stories at night, hard germ. If you don't go to sleep now, the evil lumberjacks are going to come find you and cut off all your branches. <gasps> <laughs> oh, okay. I totally, sorry about that. I, I misunderstood how they wanted to do that. Okay. That, I was like, wait a minute. Am I going nuts? Okay. Here we go. Yes. <sighs> Slowly going insane. <laughs> okay. For here. <laughs> Right. Okay. So. <clears throat> cool. All right. So you guys can move um, one direction. Uh, oh, you can travel, assuming you guys don't want to stay where you're currently at and reconnoiter where you're currently at. No. Uh, so you guys can move south, east, north, east, or north, although north is where the broken, where the burning mammoth is. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend going that way. The southeast? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking southeast. Yeah. All right, you guys make your way. Try to put the distance. Southeast. Mm -hmm. And that takes you a day. Let me see. Wow, much adventure. (laughs) (laughs) That was just invigorating. (laughs) All right. Uh, as you guys can choose to reconteer or recon, recon, reconnoiter, reconnoiter. Yeah, it's such a weird word. It is. Yeah. Um, would this be a good time to like do the talisman stuff that I haven't really set up yet? I don't know if it should be important right now. Sure. I mean, you got because like as you you can't. I would say you need to re, uh, reconnoiter for the day if you wanted to do that. Essentially, you couldn't be. Well, no, you could be traveling and doing it as well. I guess. And uh, um, his talisman thing, he gets like ones that he can make for like in his morning preparations every day. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, we can go ahead and knock that out if you want. Because you make okay. what? I make four in the morning. Yeah, yeah knock that like, out. Every day is a yeah. part of my daily preparations. Okay. So yeah, do, always, do you let Ardina know that you can now craft talismans? Uh, yes. Because he has material specifically that he's like, this would be I got great. Just the thing. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Uh, uh, as well, a part. What's better for talisman of protection than the bones of the people that died? Yeah, right. not, not gonna oh, sh- that's actually that's super actually thematic soup. and flavorful. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, we can make that out of um, the bones of our enemies, especially they, with your new skill. They work so hard on making talismans and hard germs just trying to avoid termites. <laughs> I was gonna, sorry, I was looking to see the ones I picked out. I was going to give Siren Onyx Panther. So this is a small stone style as a panther shape. When you activate it, you move your full speed instead of half during the triggering sneak and any other time you sneak this turn. Ooh. Um, Steering would absolutely be grateful to take it. Yes. And I can't find the other one. Else Especially since he has a sneak ability where if he's on snow, if he moves only five foot, he's invisible. Oh, terrain stalker. Yeah. yeah terrain stalker. So <laughs> that lets him do his full movement. That's full movement completely. Hidden. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah, the way terrain soccer works like generally is if you're using it out of combat, you're just moving slow. It takes you longer to move, but you're guaranteed undetected. Yep. 
un unless you come within, I think it's 25 feet or 30 feet of someone. Yeah. Then you have to make checks every time you get closer. But which, it, which makes sense because like it means you're moving. Oh yeah. I mean, I think over the course of six seconds, you're only moving five feet. That's pretty slow. Yeah. yeah. You're moving pretty damn slow. But if you can use that talisman going full speed, that's that's some danger zone just, stuff right there. Congratulations, uh, guys. The Stabomancer can run and still be silent. <laughs> right. I was going to give potency crystal to hard germ and Ardina, which essentially when you activate the crystal, the wep your weapon because becomes a plus one striking weapon for the rest of the turn, gaining a plus one item bonus to the attack roll and increasing the damage on a hit to two weapon damage dice. Yeah. Dang. It's pretty lit ski because you guys already have plus one guaranteed because we're doing automatic bonus progression, yeah. but the extra <clears throat> striking damage is super dope. Mm -hmm. Got it. Plus, uh, we don't get the plus one till next level, right? No, that's level four. Oh, level four. Level For striking? Yeah, that's not until level four. So those potency talismans come in sick until level four. Yeah, Super no. clutch. The last one was a wolf fang strap for hard germ you put on your armor. And when you activate the fang, you deal bludgeoning damage equal to your strength modifier to the target of when your you trip. trip. Yeah, when if, you trip them. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So if you already trip, already do physical damage, this doesn't include an ability modifier. Add your strength modifier to the damage. That's mm -hmm. called wolf fang. Yes. Wolf fang talisman. Mm -hmm. Yep, I'm looking them up. Got y'all decked out. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, Terry. Terry's character was a talisman, uh, a crap like that talisman dedication, and people were sleeping on it until she started. It was like, oh, good thing you had that talisman, huh? Oh, mm -hmm. oh, good thing you had that. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of other really good ones you, man, depending on the situation. The niche utility shit that comes in so clutch, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, we're like up a mountain, there's another good one that's like. Who don't take damage from falling, from falling or something? It's like for like a second. Good. Yeah, you're like, well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Then there's what the the cliff climber. If you fall, mm. you instantly catch the ledge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Yeah, like we, we're look. Oh my. Oh, <laughs> oh my. We're, we're looking through uh, those talismans, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like it's, and they they only get better the higher level you go because they're they're like the. They're the more niche, but more like insanely good niche things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that's really cool. I mean, just the fact right off the bat, he can make it to where if we're in a boss fight, hard German I could just be like, let's just double our weapon die and plus one to attack. Let's yeah. just do that. Let's just yeah. let's just do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Got it. All right. Thank you, Path Builder. Yay, Path Builder. Have it all added in. I'm good this to go. episode brought to you by Path Builder. <laughs> No, I wish, <laughs> right? I wish, but hey, you better, you better be supporting supporting them. Whoever makes Path Builder, that's fantastic. Yes, mm -hmm. Path Builder Two E, and their their Path Builder One E is good. If I still played Pathfinder, I, I checked it out for One E. It's not. It's pretty good for One E as well. And I believe they also do Starfinder. They do as well, which yes. is good because we played Starfinder. God, I wish we had it back then. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I say you you take the better part of the day to. <clears throat> as you're going along. Uh, I would say you craft about probably two out of the four as you guys are going along. Yep. Uh, so are you guys going to uh, reconnoiter here and kind of take a scan of the environment since you're here, or are you guys going to move on to the next area? 
do we have like a map or at least basic idea of like where the rivers are like we, we like we're seeing the map here like where the yes, rivers are you would know heading east would bring you to some sort of river um or you guys know that there's water to the east of you and there is uh like you guys couldn't actually see what's there um but you know there's what you were told that there is water to the east and that's pretty much okay all and that it would have to eventually feed into some mouth of, yeah. a, of a larger body of water uh ardina would counsel that we uh he, he thinks it'd be a good idea to continue traveling until we hit the water so that we can reconnoiter at the water, find a safe way to pass, pass across. But right now, he's more worried about the burning tusks. Our dream has an idea. Mammoth. Or burning mammoth, sorry. Yeah. I know, it's it's a lot. Let me pull burning, out my glossary. Burning <laughs> mammoth, wooly rhino, mammoth lord. Killing me, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Killing me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, our dream would have an idea. Get to the water. <clears throat> Okay, <laughs> I came up with the first. <laughs> I sense an agreement in our goals, so let's get to the water. Siren agrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so you're moving northeast or southeast to get to the water? Southeast. Southeast, southeast all right. More nice. space, the better. Help. I came up with the first, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's my idea first. <laughs> so, uh, is the 27th, and I'm assuming you guys will take the next day to travel as well. Yeah. Finish off your other two talisman, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And yeah. craft two more. Okay. And uh, probably uh, southeast again. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. One more time. I'm gonna shut up. Then the dire beaver. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It is the following day as you guys, about midway through the day, make it to the water there's a there's a river Uh, it's a i'd say it's more of like a a a large creek that you can tell just i would say now i'll be able to detect it first would definitely feed into a lake uh south or continues heading southeast if you had to guess so you guys gonna reconnoiter here uh, uh, here here Reconnoiter, I hate. Come on, <laughs> recon. Paizo, please. Paizo, please. Right. Recon, recon. Yes. We, we recon. Let's, let's recon. You could have just put recon. Everyone would have known what you meant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Reconnoiter. Everyone would have known what you meant. Yeah, that abbreviation is the word now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, recon. We're just going to call it. You're going exactly. to recon. recon the area? Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get some uh, survival or nature checks. Uh, would lore hunting count? No, this is purely uh, for geography so that you guys can make two hexes of travel the following day since you guys have something to follow and being uh, being able to do that officially. Ooh. 14. 14. Thankfully, I rolled uh, decent. 18. 18. Dirty 20. Dirty oh. 20. And w- that's enough. I, all I needed was two out of four successes. And we're good. I'm not even going to roll for Siren. Okay. As you guys are able to make two hexes of progress towards the lake. Oh, yeah. Exactly what I would have said to do, too. Yeah, exactly. Lake is better is uh, better food, good... Uh, water source. Water source, yeah. As it is now the first day of Farast, a.k.a. March. So it is officially... Uh, springtime 
Um, although, like I said, you got the equinox was days before, so it's officially the first day of spring, whatever you want to call it. The first day. Um, <clears throat> uh, you guys want to make your way to the the lake the following day, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. I would say that sounds right. Okay. As you guys travel and make your way to the lake. All right. As you are getting set, you guys make it to the lake at about, let's say, 11 a.m. So we'll go ahead and make it 11 a.m. And everyone's relaxed and happy to uh, have made it here. Thanks to you all's guidance. Everything seems to be actually going smooth. You guys are taking taking count, you know, making you're taking head count, making sure everyone's here, uh, and making sure the um, how I put it, what are, what are those creatures you guys tamed? The creatures uh, that tapirs, yeah, the, the tapirs were the first to notice the waters. They charged ahead. I'm assuming Nile and a small group of them uh, stayed with the tapir to make sure they didn't get absolutely wrecked by something at the water. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. uh, Ardi- Ardino would be riding a breaker eye. with them. Okay. As because uh, remember the tapir are there to scout for the water, so the mammoths don't make it there first in case there's something bad. Um, so go ahead and make a perception check, both uh, Ardina and Nile, to see if there are any dangers at the water. Ooh, okay, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Good lord. Yeah, nineteen. Let's go. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, the keen eyes of Nile. You spot a flat-bottomed barge, flat-bottomed barge, uh, pulled by five ragged figures, uh, in a small supply shed that is uh, the only enclosed space on the barge, and there are four crates stacked around it. Hmm. Uh, you see the five figures hide behind uh, brown and blue cloaks. And um, like I said, they're, it seems like basically their barge is capsized for the most part. Okay. And they just got done pulling some of the stuff out of it. And like, hi, hello, hello. And they kind of wave, wave at you. The Tapir seem to just kind of veer off and head towards yeah. the water because they don't care. Um, <laughs> like, they're, they're thirsty. Like, neat, dude. Cool story. Yeah, now uh, I would point this out to Ardina and anybody else in the vicinity, kind of letting them know that the barge is there before they're calling out and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then... As you, you see these five, like, hey, can we get some help over here? As uh, the, the, the the five of them in these brown and mostly brown and you know accented with blue cloaks um, wave you down. Definitely look like people not native to uh, this area. As they are dressed more like uh, city slakers versus primitive uh, boys and girls. As the map doesn't do it right, but on the right side, that river runs way out. I can go out. It connects. It connects out way outside of this area. Got it. So that's where they would have been coming from. Um, As they say, uh. As uh, do you do you approach them or do you do you keep a, a, a healthy distance? Uh, he's gonna approach. Okay, but not directly to them. Maybe like a solid fifteen feet, so he's a bit closer to them and kind of okay. seeing what it looks like a bit clo- further. 
Okay. Closer. And so, Ardina would definitely move up with you. Okay. And you, you got and a gnoll on top of Rhino with a spear, and you got Nile. It's like this bring a small it. <laughs> yeah. uh, size. Um, and you call out to them. Yes, it certainly looks like you're in trouble. And he asks, look to Ardina and say, "Should we be helping?" Well, a uh, question. Um, since my character is originally from the south and moved up in his younger years, would he recognize? Any, like any colors or markings or anything on them? Make a society check. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. Nothing like a little background. Got a background. Uh, well, that's a seven. Total? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, rolled a, I rolled a three and it was a four. Uh, no, you do not recall, unfortunately. Yeah, fair that's, point. That's brutes. Um, Very fair point. It's been a while. You were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, running for their lives most of the time, being attacked by uh, every non-null. Yeah. So you probably look at them and they're like, sus. Yeah, pretty much. Like, thankfully, he doesn't have as many problems now that he's been raised around, uh, you know, the broken tusks. and Which are very unique yeah, in many and species. Most, and mostly human. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he's... He, he's learned that's not all humans. Um, but city slickers, sus. Yeah, a little sus about the fact they're not from up here, but, uh, you know, he, he's not he's not a hateful creature, so, you know. For the first time Hardrum's seen anybody that's outside of tribal. Yeah. Yeah. The Hardrum's like, what are those? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'd probably be the same for you, too. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a little weird to see someone so differently dressed and just kind of like acting strange. Well, there's the other question since our common for the language is the mammoth, the, is the mammoth oh, lands yeah. common. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming not everyone here has common. Uh, we just have the mammoth tribe common, but not yeah. the hell. Uh, was it Kellid? Kellid. Kellid. Yeah. 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 Which I have marked just as common, but yeah, I yeah, know Kellid. So if they're well. speaking in common, her dream is just like, and this is where the high. Nile, in- what the hell? Oh. <laughs> and, and, uh, and this is where the high intelligence comes in. I know quite a few languages, including standard common. Including standard yeah, common. I don't yeah. think. And Nile so knows any of these. does Nile not know common? Nile doesn't yeah. know common. Oh shit! So <laughs> you don't even like, be able to communicate with. No, Nile. you don't. You can't even talk to them. So You're just like. Tried to call back. There's they things in the anything. distance. Yeah, yes. as, as you as you unka da auda, like. Uh, what? <laughs> so, yeah. and, but you understand, and uh, we'll say Siren and Hard German have caught up at this point as now is like, oh, they don't they don't speak common. That's awkward. Or, mm-hmm. or what yes. we call common. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kellid. Kellid. And um, so uh, Siren will look to, will look over to uh, now and say, uh, they're not speaking our native tongue, friend. What are they speaking? Who are these people? Uh, actually, Siren uh, might be able to detect. Yeah. Okay. And he does. Oh, let's go. As another int build for the win. Yeah. For the winners. <laughs> uh, but that's a natural 17. That's going to help, by the way. Oh, damn. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> um, will actually come up to the, to your side, Nile, And uh, he'll kind of put like a, uh, you'll see him kind of go like a, a one moment, please. Kind of a gesture for like, oh, one second. And, um. He huddles the three of you in, should you join him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. And he'll say, uh, these are the Dulasi. He goes, do you see that um, over there? And he points towards the mostly capped over barge. 
and you see um, a window on the side. Uh, even though it's upside down, they're still using it. Or you see someone's head, um, like like at the side of the window, like kind of giving you a small wave. He goes, that is their prisoners. These are Dulasi. They're known to be slavers. Hearing that, uh, Ardina would definitely kind of just... Don't, 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 don't give it away. Don't give it away. Hmm. He goes, they probably don't know we know that. Goes, so do we play along or what? Or how do you want to surprise them? <laughs> Ardina lets out a rare dark laugh. I don't mind getting closer. Well, we would certainly want to free their slaves. I'm not in favor of allowing them to just go along with that. Especially since they would take from our tribe if they could. Mm -hmm. And slavers will take newborns. Herjurb is like, you see them reaching for their spear. They're getting ready to go attack the doo-doo tribe. Now look, put a... The doo-doo tribe. <laughs> That's what we're calling the episode. Yep. The doo-doo the tribe. The doo-doo tribe. The deeds uh, of the doo-doo tribe. Now we'll put a hand out to keep them from uh, raising their spear and like showing them they're being aggressive right now. Since you're the master on stealth, what do you think we should take this up front or should we go for a different approach? As well... They're not expecting us to attack, so I think getting close and uh, I say we either start on the outside or start on the inside, select one, focus one down, and then go from there. He goes, the leaders, clearly, he goes, the leaders seem to, he goes, he goes, the three on, he goes, because there's, there's a total of five and then the, the one on the barge, he goes, mm-hmm. the three in the back seem like they wouldn't be too good in an up-close fight. The ones, the two in the front seem like they'd actually be pretty okay at handling themselves in the front. Um, so however you want to go about that. Okay. Because none of them look like magic types, though. Yeah. So we got that on our side, at least. Let's approach them, Ardurm, since you do best in melee, up close and personal. Because by my side, you stay by my side, we'll take the front. How's that sound? We'll let them take care of the back. Okay. We yes. can do that. Yes, just follow my lead. I know you won't be able to understand a lick of what I'm saying. Just try and follow my lead. Okay. He's going to try and deceive them. Holy cow, rolling bombs, dude. As he, <laughs> Andrew's in spirit. As, <laughs> as, <laughs> Andrew, uh-huh. as uh, he'll go, he goes, Oh, so sorry about that, friends. He goes, come a long way. He goes, I- haven't seen the Dulasi in some time. He goes, and you see uh, the two of them Say, oh, you know of our people? He goes, ah, oh, yes. He goes, and unlike most of the ones you'll find out here, he goes, we're actually more than happy to assist in your extracurricular activities, if you will. And again, Ardina can understand him um, mm. and knows this is a ploy. Yes, as a matter of fact, this one was taken as he'll uh, motion over. He goes, this one was actually taken from a druid we'd uh, killed from another tribe and we're now using for our own pet. So we're not too unlike you. Now would also be very confused at them looking at her germ. Like- her germ is like talking like she's trying to copy <laughs> him. <laughs> She is adorable, yes. Um, he goes, 
He goes, but he goes, hopefully we can work something out. And the, the two in the front say, oh, perhaps we can, perhaps we can. And so the two of them are at a five foot range. The other two are, the other three are 15 feet behind them. And we're going to go ahead and get ready for some initiative. Yeah. Ooh, not bad. 12. Four, uh, 24. Uh, 12, Ardina. I got to put these in, man, because you oh. guys are rolling physically. Uh, no worries. And then 24 for now? Yes. Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you add a plus one, because freaking Siren is always scouting. Oh, that's right. Oh, so okay. 13. Five. Right. Hey, it might make a difference. So 13 for Ardina. Every one counts. Yes. Every yeah, really one does. counts in second edition. Uh, hard room. 20. 20. All right. He's going to use deception. So it's a plus. What? No, he's trained in deception. Hold on. Oh, it's because the, <laughs> no, the thing didn't update because I edited it. Uh, Here we go. He is literally trained in all skills now. Cause mm. really, what? Yeah, he's trained in all skills because rogue. Yeah. Oh, wait. literally before you, really before you can even add the fact that he's a mastermind rogue, he had all except for two. Yeah. And then with this level, he literally has all, all skills. Yep. Okay. Big brain does help. Sometimes. All he knows how to do is everything. <laughs> all he knows how to do is everything. Ro- rogues are skill <laughs> monkeys, especially, especially in this edition. In this edition, they're they're cracked. Yeah. Like they're actually cracked out of their mind with skills. It's insane. Uh, okay. Alrighty, so with that, uh, let me get Siren's roll, which would be a plus eight. 14, AKA 15, because always scouting. Um, all right, I'm gonna roll the slavers separate from the dock hands, because uh, they have different bonuses, I believe. See, so it's an eight, and I believe they have a, oh, a three. Yeah, that's a big difference. So that's a 13 for the slavers. Whoops. Let me just get that out of the way. My bad. Uh, 13. Okay. And the dock hands. Plus three. 13. Well, I'm so sorry, Ardina. You're going to go dead last. Sorry about that. Only that was a 14. That's okay. All right, that's gonna be encounter done. We're in round number one. Niall, you're up first. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, crap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. Crap. Right. Okay. Um, Niall will spend one action casting guidance on hard germ. So, guidance on hard germ. Yes. Okay. Hard germ guidance. Boom. There you go. Okay. And the other one, he will attempt to cast Cantrip Tanglefoot on one of the... Uh, the, sl- the the frontliners up yeah. front? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and put a color on these to make it a little easier. So you want to hit blue or green? Uh, let's... I'm oh, sorry, blue or red, sorry. Let's go with red. Go with red. All right, go ahead and cast that Tanglefoot. Yes. It's an attack roll against their AC. Okay, let's a... Where do I find my spell modifier? Like the... Uh, it should be under your spells at the very top. Yeah. 
Oh, that's it. Oh, wow. Okay. 21. 21 is a hit. Okay. All right. Can you go ahead and uh, read me out the, uh, or hit cast on there? Okay. So they are immobilized and have a, uh, so immobilized and 10 foot circumstance penalty to its speed for one round. Yes. Good job. Ooh, very nice. Boom. There we go. It has the movement speed penalty on its sheet now. Cool. All right. That's your first action of guidance. Last two actions is Tangafoot. That is your turn. Mm -hmm. Hard germ. Woohoo. I'm going to do quick draw um, as my first action to get out my long spear. And I'm going to go two handed on it. I would have assumed you had that out already. Oh, okay. No, no, no. When it comes to weapons, unless you were like, you like, oh, and you know, you were talking and you were talking about your spear and then you wanted to switch to your bow, then I would say, okay, but. Oh, okay, fair enough. No, fair no, enough. you already had, no, no. Okay, cool. So then. You, you even said you're pulling out your spear. Yeah, you even said, oh, you <laughs> see Hard Drum getting pissed. I was like, yeah, you got your spear out. You're fine. Okay. All right, then Hard Drum's gonna freaking hit a dude. I'm gonna uh -huh. hit the blue guy. Hitting blue. Ugh, right in the front. Here. Right in the front. I don't think I put my. Oh, there it is. There's my long spear. Remember, you have guidance. That help. Which uh, that's plus one. Yeah, uh, yeah. To the attack roller skill check, whatever you want to use. Very it for. nice. Okay. To the attack. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> need to the skill check. Evidently, I don't even. No, I'm not even gonna bother using the skill check. That's not gonna hit. I mean, unless you want to use your coin. <sighs> Already, goddamn. Well, this is probably the only encounter we're gonna have for the night. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I hand it over. Try again. All right, hero point being spent. Better. Okay. There we go. 24. 24 is a hit, almost a crit. Oh, wait. So I can use guidance on that, or does guidance yeah. have to be called first? No, it's, it can be used after. Guidance is plus one. One, That's okay. A 5e, as you were the d4. That's right. Um, so, no, unfortunately, that is a one shy of a crit. Ah, it was 25 it, so. is one shy of a crit. That's okay. Uh, but hey, solid hit, though. Let's see the damage. Yeah, that's a 1d10. Because I'm holding this bad boy two-handed. You also have the talismans. Oh, yeah. So I can do even more damage. That's for trip. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have to use that specifically. Yeah, for trip specifically. Yes. And I have the power, the other crystal thingy. And they're also uh, oh, the potency. One, one shot. Like when you use them, they disappear. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know yeah, that. You can activate the potency crystal. Do you want to activate the potency crystal? Yeah, let's activate the potency crystal. All right. It becomes a striking weapon. Is it? It's D8 for long spear, right? Or is it D10? When you, it's um, what I have, what I have here. One second. I have long spear and it goes change grip. So one handed, I think it's a eight. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's it's one. Uh, long spear is always two handed. Okay. And because you're thinking about yeah. spear. Oh, I'm thinking spear in general. Okay, yeah, yeah it's an eight. One d eight. So it's gonna be two d eight. Plus three because you have a potency, Chris. Yeah, Chris it also sorry. gives plus one to attack. Does that mean it's now you, critical? You guys, you guys already have that built in. Okay. Um, let's see. You should have. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna roll an attack roll on the screen here, real quick. Yeah, no worries. Go for it. it. I want to make sure. Yeah, attack potency is already built in. Uh, I can see it on my side. Yeah, oh, it's nice. already built in. So that that plus eight is accurate. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So two d eight. Two d eight plus three. Let's see it. 
12, 13, 14, 15, 15. 15 points of damage. That's nothing to sleep on for a level two hit. Oh my goodness. Kerchunk, as you bloody with your first attack, as you... Uh, what does your potency crystal look like? Or your potency talisman look like? Uh, it would be yeah, a <laughs> small, like, uh, kind of like a vine attached to one of Ardina's bones that maybe he helped affix uh, to the one end of, of her the, weapon. One of the bones of the... Would it be the bones of the uh, of your broken tusk or one of the bones of the burning mammoth you guys killed? Yeah, maybe one of the... Not, not just that. Remember in the beginning, I took their bag of wrist bones from the burning mammoth as well. Yeah. From that one corpse. So okay. I got plenty of bones for that. Cool. All right. So you see it affixed to the end of your spear. You see it kind of... And it goes into a, 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 like a mist of bone dust. Pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I feel like Ardina would give you bones of enemies for attacks and <laughs> yeah. bones of our fallen friends for defense. Which is freaking cool, man. Mm-hmm. That's freaking thematic and cool. All That's right. your turn one. First action. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <First action. laughs> so I guess I'm going to try to hit him again with my spear. Okay. My long spear. Alright. So you can go for the trip too, because trip works like a, tri- a trip is an attack, so it also takes multiple attack penalties. So if you want to try and get in that Wolf fang use yeah. too. You can. Let's try the trip. Let's give it a shot. Uh, Athletics check. Athletics. Come and on. it also makes it plus one striking for the rest of the turns. So you also get the plus one for the attack. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. Uh oh. So twelve with that plus one, right? Did I do that right? I rolled. A, I rolled a five. I have a six. Oh, no. I rolled a three. Never mind. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a no. <laughs> That'll be a nine. That's going to be a no. Uh, it's not a critical failure, so you're, but, so you're fine. It's just a failure, so nothing happens. You have your third action. Yeah, we're going to try that one more time. We're trying for trip or trying for your attack? Trying for a trip. Okay. Trying for a trip. <laughs> Same roll. Same oh. roll. Critical failure <laughs> on a trip. That's a three again. Okay, something juicy might happen on that critical fail for the trip. So let me go ahead and check on that. Take it away. First official dice Uh, in the dice jail. Take it away. Critical fail, you you lose your balance and fall and land prone. (laughs) Oof. Everybody. Which isn't the worst thing. No. It's no. not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing. I'm just could be way, way, way worse. What does prone do? Uh, prone just makes it so you're flat-footed, okay. uh, which means you have minus two to your AC. Okay. Um, and you're on, you're, oh, you're on the ground. It's fine. Uh, <clears throat> all right, Siren. As um, Siren will go ahead and try to tumble through red to get behind blue to help you finish him off real quick before he tries to take advantage of your prone status right now. So he'll go ahead and acrobatics, which he should be pretty good at. Here we go. That's a nine plus eight is 17 against his DC of 17. So he successfully tumbles through. And uh, the, these creatures do not seem fast enough or these, uh, these slavers do not seem fast enough and they do not have attack of opportunity. Hmm. You learn that. Okay. Uh, this one next to, or he's flanked, flanking blue now with, uh, uh, with hard germ. So he will go ahead and attack with his dagger or sorry, his, uh, rapier first. 
uh, he would draw that. So plus nine, a 13, uh, even with the flankings one shy. Bad. Reap. All right, he will try one more time uh, with the dagger. So it's going to be a 15 plus a five. is going to be a 20. It's just definitely going to hit. He will go ahead and uh, deal damage with the dagger, which is going to be 1d4 plus two. That's a two plus two is four. All right. And just want to make sure I know this. Um, Cause I, oops, I didn't mean to roll that, my bad. Okay, uh, 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 it has the backstabber trait, which I, I rarely have to worry about. Let's see, where's it at? Finesse, dabber, here we go, trait. Backstabber, when you hit a flat-footed creature, it deals one precision damage in addition to the normal damage. Oh, I forgot about the sneak attack. Ah, he's a rogue. Yeah, yep. that's what I was saying. <laughs> sneak attack. All right, and he gets a, he gets an extra one precision damage because it's a dagger. Well, that guy's dead. Probably dead. Um, as Depends he's on roll. those d6s. I think it's a one d6 right now. So it's a two. Yeah, because he his scales at level five is his next one. So two points of damage, and that is not quite enough. The slaver is pretty tough. As speaking of the red. Slaver is going to go ahead and try to. Uh, he's gonna go ahead and motivate uh, his blue friend and say, "Stay in this." He goes, "We've been surrounded before," and uh, you'll see the the blue is, seems a little bit inspired um, by his friend next to him. Uh, he will then go ahead and use his great club to try and give a good old-fashioned swing to Hard Germ, since Hard Germ is currently prone. Uh, let's see, and at a disadvantage. Ooh, but a natural two for a total of nine says, probably not. Not even close, bro. Nope. All right, that is Red's turn. She's just too tiny. <laughs> uh, What's oh. your AC? It's 15. Oh, okay, I'll, darn, no critical failure. All right, as the blue is gonna go ahead and step over here uh, so that he is not being flanked anymore. Uh, He will then go ahead and swing at, actually, no, he will not. He will step over here, my apologies. So, nope, damn it, over here. Uh, So he's still adjacent to red um, because they seem, as long as they're fighting next to each other, they seem to be pretty emboldened. Uh, Use that to your advantage. Uh, And then you have hard germ on the ground. And he will swing. Uh, that's going to be a, I believe an 18 or 19. Let me check his attack bonus. That's an 18 to hit. Yeah, it hits on 15 right now, AC. Because uh, flat-footed and prone. Yeah. All right. That's going to be 1d10 plus 4 bludgeoning damage coming at you. That's a 9. So 13 points of bludgeoning Ow, damage. Ow. Ow. All right. So boom. Ow. Owie. And so he steps, strikes, and he will try to strike again. That's going to be 19 minus 5, 14. Nope, doesn't hit, thank God. Even with flat-footed, not a hit. One less. All right. So the dock hand is going to go ahead 
Um, they seem to have like a pile of small crates around them from the stuff they took off the boat. So it, they're just throwing, literally throwing bottles at you from inside of these crates. Uh, as they'll, they'll go to throw a bottle at Siren, uh, the green is going to go ahead and target Siren first in the back. Uh, natural three says no. Uh, throwing another one. Uh, uh, 20 minus 5. 15 to hit Siren. I don't think it's going to do it. No. no. Too dodgy. And the last one's going to be thrown at uh, Hail Mary over at uh, Ardrum just because they're closer. Uh, that's a miss. That's a natural 8, but with all the mices, not even close. Uh, the second one, yellow, is going to actually going to go ahead and throw at Ardina. Let's see. That's going to be uh, an, an 18 to hit Ardina. Uh, yeah, that is one over. One over. Okay, it's going to be 1d6 plus 3 bludgeoning damage. As you get clocked with a bottle, like to the, we'll say like damn near, damn near your jaws, it does 9 points of damage. Ow. Oh my. Direct hit, folks. Direct hit. All right, I'm not as upset about my now. <laughs> right? And you have way more HP than I do, too. That's why I said I'm not as upset now. You're a powerhouse short stack. I'm a wimpy knoll. Yeah, wimpy knoll. <laughs> I don't think that's ever used in many of the same sentences. A wimpy knoll. I'm skin and bones compared to my, uh, uh, compared to the rest of the knolls. All right. All right, then. So that's its first action. Yikes. Okay. As uh, it's going to hurl one at Ardina again. Uh, 11, 18, 13 to hit. Miss. Miss. All right. And last one going at Hard Germ, because everyone loves Hard Germ. Uh, natural 19 plus 7 is 26 minus 10, 16 to hit. Yeah, that just Oh, hit. my oh. gosh. Uh, as it finds Ardina, uh, finds Hard Germ's stomach as a bottle comes crashing down, uh, five points of bludgeoning damage. Question in Pathfinder 2E, if you're prone, does it increase your AC versus projectiles? It does against range oh. attacks, actually, yes. So your oh. AC would go up by... Oh, my God. It's been a while. I've had... That's a good question. I have to deal with prone uh, in a minute. Yeah, no worries. Let me see here. Uh, good call, Kyle. You're flat footed. You take a minus two circumstance penalties to attack rolls. No, only if she used the take cover action. Okay. Uh, if she used take cover, she would. I definitely mm. did not because, you know, I yeah. wasn't expecting to do that. You can take cover oh, yeah. while prone to hunker down and gain a greater cover against ranged attacks. So, no, you'd need, you would need to have taken cover. Understood. All right, uh, and last but not least, purple in the back. Gonna go ahead and chunk bottles at Siren and then Nile. Natural one against Siren. That one goes far, crashes on the ground. La Next one is a natural 20 against Siren. Holy cow. Hit. Okay, here we go. 1d6 plus 3 doubled. Good thing that's a 1. 4 doubled is 8 points of damage against Siren. Still doesn't Ow. feel good. Uh, as Siren takes a nice chunk of damage as Siren turns and looks towards him as he is on the edge of a cliff uh, and gets an idea in his brain. Uh, he will then throw one at Nile. Natural 19. That's a hit. Uh, well, maybe. 26 minus 10. 16 to hit. Oh, actually, okay, that's a miss. That's a miss. Okay. Yep. Good thing. Last one goes away. Ardina on top of your creature. Well, um, now with the uh, animal companion usage, 
I use one action to command it and it gets one action it or does it two. get two? Two. Okay, perfect. Use one, it gets two. So I'm going to go ahead and use my first action to give it uh, its two commands. Its first command is going to be moving behind uh, the two, the red and blue. Um, and can I get like one of... Now with this, am I technically... You're flanking both of them. Perfect. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and attack uh, with my long spear the blue guy. All right. Take him out quick. Focus yeah, let's him down. hope so. Well, that's a net one. Oh. So that doesn't do that. But a hero point may change <laughs> that. Here we go. Let's see it. Let's try a different die. Well, that's a 15 before I add the rest, uh, which is plus seven. So that's a 22. 22 uh, is definitely going to hit. Uh, it is not going to crit. All right. And that's a 1d8 plus two. And that's a six. So that's eight damage. Eight damage should be enough to take this one out. Boom. He goes down. All right. And then I'm going to use my third action for a second attack against red Let's see that's an 11 so that's a 19 minus 5 so 14 14 is just enough with flat-footed perfect um, gonna roll damage for that uh, oh and that's an eight so that's 10 damage dang and I'm using my second action or I'm sorry my um Anno Companion's second command to use his support benefit. Awesome. Which is uh, your rhino swings its heavy head to unbalance your enemy. The first creature within your rhino's reach that you hit and deal damage to before the start of your next turn becomes clumsy one until the end of your next turn. Damn. Make it even easier to hit. Let's go. Very cool. Thank you. I need the help evidently. That is is dope. And uh, that is the end of my turn. Awesome turn. Niall, we're in round two. You're up. Oh, gosh. Okay. Because uh, I have two ideas. And, you know, there's a safe way and there's a fun way to play this. Um, <laughs> and I feel good after what Ardina did. So I'm actually going to cast Hydraulic Push on one of the men standing close to the Oh, edge of the cliff. Nice. Call out a color for our listeners, please. Because you have yellow, yeah. purple, oh, and right. green on yes. the cliff. Uh, we will go with green. Green. Yes. All right. Okay. So I have to make a range spell. Green Roll. for go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that's uh, 19 plus 8, so 27. Ooh. 27? Yeah. Critical hit. Wow! As you send him 10 feet away instead of five. Is that correct? Can you link that spell for me? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I want to say it's... uh, It's 10 feet. Uh, Critical success target takes 66 bludgeoning damage and is knocked back 10 feet. All right, go ahead and roll 66 damage. At level two, you're doing 66 Uh, damage as a caster. Holy crap! That's a no-joke spell. Hey, that, that, that's why uh, that one spell was used whenever we did the Sundering Waves. It's... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's I actually need one more. You need one more? Grab yeah. one. I didn't expect to need six dice at the yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, 12. 
20. But Team Rocket, two, this dude. 23. Again. 24, 25 damage. As you do not knock him back 10 feet, as you see a concentrated beam of water, special beam cannon him straight through the chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He just murdered as, that as man. You just I got annihilated, that's right. <laughs> as, um, as you kind of go, whoa, turn that up, turn that up a little too high there. <laughs> yeah. Not I'm going pu- to push him off the cliff. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't. I didn't push him off the cliff. <laughs> well, oh. that's another way of taking care of our problem. Oh, right? Only the center of his chest. Oh yeah. my god. Whoops. As a dang. Yeah. Green goes down. And uh, I'll award a hero point for that. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty man. dope, bro. Yeah, that was dope. Pass that down. Power of the one dose. shot. It's tough. It's tough to one shot after level one. It's really hard to one shot after level one. Yeah, especially if you're fighting creatures that are around your level. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough. Uh, you still have one action. I know. I don't have many options though, so I will cast guidance on Siren. Uh, I can't cast uh, Is it thirty feet? Um, yeah, it's thirty-five. Oh, oh, man. You can still get uh, Ardina if you want. Yeah, I'll go with Sardina then. Okay. Ardina Good job, guide. Ardina. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Ardina seems to need the help right now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Hard germ, you are prone. So I got to get up. One action stand up. Easy. Yep. All right, standing up. And I'm going to stab the guy. Come here. <laughs> Come here. There we go. Uh, that is going to be 17. That's a hit. All right. Get knocked down. Then I stab again. <laughs> As uh, Siren gives uh, Niall a, you know, I'm impressed kind of look. Because that's who he was about to go for. Because that's the dude who crit him <laughs> with the bottle. Uh, <laughs> so he was like, never mind then. Well, that's 11 points of damage. I rolled an eight. Oh. 11 points of damage. Good chunk. Last leg to the slaver there. Wow. I know. It's like, oh, so close. Um, So options are I can hit him again with my last action, which will be at a negative five. How far away are the guys that are behind the barge? Um, oh, the, the three here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, to you, they are 25 feet away from you. Okay, yeah, that's a little too. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to give that guy one one more shank. All right, let's give it a shot. A little shank shot. No, that is really bad. Okay. <laughs> Two, six, seven, eight, nine. So that's nine, then minus five. Uh, <laughs> a four. total of four is a critical miss. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to fall down again. <laughs> no. Uh-huh, that's, your, that's your first two actions, right? That's your first two actions. You I had to get up. Yeah. Right at the stand. Up. Yeah, so that's the end. Siren is going to go ahead and try for a little savvy sap. With his rapier. She's had too much uh, sap. That's balls. a natural four. I don't even think with bonuses. That oh, damn, me, me and Siren, we got. Let me see. That's a nine, 13. Uh, 13 against it. Because of clumsy and flat-footed, that is exactly yeah. a hit. Yeah. Let's go. Wow. 1d6 for the rapier and 1d6 for the... That's 11 points of damage. Oh. Conditions make or break fights. I, I'm telling yeah, you, dude. They really do. <laughs> That's a kill for Siren. He goes, thanks. As he'll go ahead and 
move over here to yellow. And then, and that's a, that's red that went down for the listeners. We're moving over to yellow. Only yellow and purple remain. And Siren's going to try and kick yellow off the cliff. This is Sparta. <laughs> uh, might be able to do it. Let's see, based on his skill check. Uh, it's a 19 minus 5 because it's an attack. 14 against it. Fortitude DC is not going to do it as he's like, damn it. And uh, that's going to be his turn. And it will go ahead and try and punch. Uh, Yellow's going to try and punch Siren in the face since he's so up and personal. Oh, my God. Natural 20. Siren's getting crit a second time in one encounter. That is no bueno. Jesus. Yikes. You can't make this stuff up, folks. All right, that's going to be a 1d4 plus 3 double. Good thing it's using its fist and not a bottle. That's a 3 plus 3 is 6 double. 12 points of damage to Siren there. As Siren goes down to dying. Oh, God. Two, because that was a crit. Oh, Dying two right now. Well, I know what you're doing next. Yeah, yeah. At least my turn. Make him a new easy. character. <laughs> oh, Andrew, it was not my fault. I wasn't right. That was not my fault. No, okay. uh, as that's its first action, it will then go ahead. Uh, he has a bottle in his other hand. He's gonna go ahead and take a swig of alcohol. You can tell he looks a little clumsier, but he looks like he might hit a little harder mm-hmm. as he uses his swig action. The dog hand interacts with either a bottle of alcohol or pick up a nearby unattended bottle. Uh, drinks the whole thing in two actions. Uh, so for one minute, the dog hand grants uh, the dock hand uh, gets clumsy two, a uh, clumsy one, uh, but gets a plus two item bonus to damage rolls. Not the attack rolls, the damage rolls. Uh, so he seems a little bit slower. So fist goes out. Last two actions, taking a swig. This purple one is also going to go ahead and take a swig with its first two actions as he pretty much is in YOLO mode at this point. He's going to charge towards... Uh, charge towards... Uh, Ardina. Ardina. That is YOLO mode. Yeah, he's in YOLO, YOLO swag mode. All right, and it is Ardina's turn. Well, um... He saved me an action. <laughs> Appreciate How that. Massive. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I am going to go ahead and... Well, I was going to cast a spell, but he's right in front of me, so I'm just going to whack him with my spear. Okay. Let's see how well this goes. Uh, let's see. That is... 17. 17 going to hit. That's nine points of damage. Oh, Wow. I love those long spears, man. Yeah. yeah. Nine points of damage as the the dock hand is almost uh, bloodied by a single strike. All right. Mm. Um, going to go ahead and use my next action to command... Uh, breaker? Yeah, breaker. Oh, no. Uh, hmm. I'm debating... You know, I'll, I'll use his his buff ability again. Okay. Uh, to knock him clumsy, even clumsier. Oh uh, no, it doesn't stack, so it w- it wouldn't stack. Oh, it, okay, it doesn't stack. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it's clumsy one. If it made it clumsy two, then yeah. Yeah. 
If only a rhino had the trample ability, but uh, okay. Well, in that case, I will attack a second time. With your spear? Yeah, with my spear. Okay. Yeah, funny enough, I have one higher on my attack with a spear versus his horn. Oh, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a 10. Oh, no, he does. His attacks count. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, his attacks count against mine. Um, So, yeah, that is a 10. So, yeah, I don't see that hitting. No. Okay. Unfortunately not. And I will use my last action to command uh, Breaker. Trying to think would be the best thing to do with his movement. Um, well, if you're trying, if you if you want to try and shove him, like I said, I won't give you penalty for his. Oh, basically, I'll reset his attack multiple. Uh, basically, his map, his multiple attack penalty. I'll reset mm-hmm. it if you're trying to use it for like shoving and things like that. Yes, or, or that, trip or tripping or anything. Like shoving would be perfect. Or what was the old term? Uh, bull rushing. Bull rushing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I have a talisman for that. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have it for you. Oh, yeah. I I just have have it it in general. I will go ahead and have him do that. Uh, Let me see. Would that just be a horn attack? Use the stats for horn attack? Uh, Horn or athletics for it. Yeah, whatever's better. see. That's a good question. Funny enough, they're both plus seven. I was like, this should be the same. And that's a natural 19, so that's a 26. A 26 again for the trip or the shove? Uh, For the shove. 26 almost a critical success. One shot. Oh, you have guidance. You do. I, oh, yeah. I do. Plus one. one. Critical success. Woo-hoo. All right. Oh. As you shove him back 10 feet. Very nice. Boom. And you can choose to move with him since it's a shove. Yeah, I'll move with him. All right. And uh, would that count as the movement or does that count as the shove? No, that's the shove. Oh. Yeah, uh, shove is awesome in second edition. It um, is awesome. And with my second action with Breaker, uh, Shove again. Shove honestly, again. yeah. Second right, it will, t- it will shove, take a shove. minus five on this one. Yeah. Sadly, it's not a natural 19. Oh, uh, that's a 13 altogether. Not going to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. And you now have guidance immunity. All right. Round three, Nile. Okay, yeah. My uh, turn is pretty clear. I'm going to walk until I'm hopefully within 30 feet of Siren. Of Siren? Uh, yeah. 30 feet would be right here. Okay. Yeah, I have a speed, yeah, here a speed here, of 25, so maybe right, right next to Harger. Sure. And then I will cast heal at two actions. Okay, heal at two actions. Yes. And then that is 2d8. All right. I always forget which one's the... It's 2d8 plus 16. Well, uh-huh. No, it's, no, it's, it's uh, your level... It seems like so much. It's, it's a first level spell, right? Yes. Oh, then it's just 1d8 plus 8. Okay. Oh, I understand now. Hmm, thank you. I read that wrong. So 15. Nice. Damn. That's a good heal. Smacks. Yeah. Wow. A very good heal. As Saren is definitely your squishiest member. <laughs> yeah. As he is now no longer dying, he is wounded one, conscious. There we go. Flat footed and prone. Okay. Very, very good. All right. Where do you... So I'm going to move. Um, I can move 30, so as close as I can get to the other dock worker by Siren by yellow. All right. Oh, I can actually get uh, through my You can envelope. flank Perfect. or get to the side. Oh, or what do flank. Flank, yeah. Flanky, flanky. Flanky, flanky. All right. Dense, stabby, stabby. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Gotta love that extra five feet right now. No! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> ah, that's fine. Wait. That's ten. That's like the fourth time you rolled a three without dice. Ugh. I know. That's a ten. Ten is not going to do it. Dice, Joe. <laughs> and the second die goes in. I <laughs> <laughs> right, still have one action left. No, I'm trying to think if I want to try to hit him or try to, like, I don't know. Can I try to, like, grab grab onto him, like, grab onto his legs to get him kind of trip? No, I can trip him then. You just trip him. I can just trip him. I was like, can I try and pull him off the cliff? But no, then that would take me with it. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You, no when, you, when you shove, you choose to move. Oh, okay. You can oh. choose to move with or choose to just shove away. Because can I kind of like, try to shove him that way out to the side, off the cliff can into the like, bushes? I'll, I'll let you attempt Flip a suplex. Right I'll let you attempt <laughs> yeah. a suplex. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, an athle- it's an athletics check. <laughs> this little leshy suplexing a dude behind yeah, her off a cliff. <laughs> That's the most anime thing I've ever heard of. I love Pathfinder. Yeah. 21. Oh. 21 might do it. Let's see. There's a lot of anger in that roll. I mean, the dude's clumsy that'll, and flanked. That'll do it. Uh, his uh, his decision to drink alcohol was not the best one. He, I mean, he pretty much swigged it because he knew he was probably going to die, but not in this way, being grabbed by a plant and then thrown off of a cliff. <laughs> as that effectively will kill him. Oh, man. Boom, as you hear him crack a few times going down the... The uh, the rock face as uh, he falls a solid thirty feet as he on on the way down and hits the side once and then cracks to the ground. Harjun just looks at Sirb and smiles. Now now they are happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember, kids, don't drink and dive. Right. Hey, <laughs> let's go. All right. Um, Siren is going to go ahead and spend his action first one to stand up. As well, that's not how I wanted to spend my time. And he'll move on over and attempt for the kill. Natural 20. Critical hit. And we all know how this one's going to go. Bloody. Pretty bloody. All right, that's going to be a three and a three. uh, Plus his strength, which I forgot to add last time, which is a two. So six plus two is eight. Doubled is 16 points of damage doubled is 32 points of damage. Holy crap. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, the eight's double. It's 16. I'm so sorry. I'm trolling. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Holy crap, 32? I was like, that's wow. You're, you're doubling uh, the double? That's, oh. oh, that's a lot of damage. No, but 16 is still enough as Siren runs his rapier through the chest of the final Dulasi. He goes, Fucking Dulasi. And he take rips the rapier out and wipes the blood off on his on his cloak disrespectfully. And um we'll end the encounter there. And with that, we'll also end the session as the party takes care of the slavers and will, I'm assuming, go to rescue the prisoner on the barge soon after. Oh, yeah. yes. But we'll get to that on the next episode. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.